just got saved, had just got back from Costa Rica, and I was using my broken Spanish. And, and I had to go, they asked me to go preach. And, and I had to really trust God and, that he was going to speak through me and people were going to understand me. And my sister was in our youth group, and we went down to Cananea, Mexico. And uh, we preached for these different churches. And I remember I wanted to see a miracle. I wanted to see something that I couldn't explain. I wanted to see, actually, I wanted to see lots of miracles. And I had an expectation, I had a faith, and I was telling our youth group, let's believe. Let's trust God to see miracles. And we had just such an excitement. And then I would preach in a church, and, and then nothing would happen, and sometimes people wouldn't come forward, and I started to wonder, how bad is my Spanish? Hey, man, they're not getting it. They're not understanding. And, and, I, and one, another service came along, and I just said, God, we're just going to keep believing. And this was a large church. I don't remember how many, I would think maybe 500 people were there. But it was a long church. It was one of those long and skinny churches. And it was way back. Ours is more, you know, broad here. But it was way back. And, and I preached the message. And, and I said, I want to pray for healing. Nobody came. Again, I thought, man, what is up with my Spanish? And the devil was just fighting us. How many know the devil will fight your miracle? He'll fight you to not believe. He'll fight you to doubt. And so I remember during the service, God was tending with me. How many know we got to contend for miracles? It means we got to believe for it. We got to preach it. We got to pray for it. We got to ask for it. We can't just quit. And so God was saying, keep preaching, keep asking. And I, and I, and, and I remember during the service at some point noticing this kid. And he had a, a large, I don't know if it was a cancer or a tumor, but he had a humongous, looked like a softball in his throat. And, and how many know when you see something that looks weird, it's hard to look past it, right? You try not to look, and you're like, it just draws you back. And I kept seeing this kid, and I remember thinking to myself, God, I'm going to pray for miracles right now. But please don't let that kid come forward. How many know what I'm saying? Come on, be real. I'm like, let someone come forward that's got a headache so I can see a little headache be healed. Amen? That's what I was praying for. Guess what? That woman with that grandmother grabbed her son by faith. And stepped out into the aisle. And she started walking down towards me. And I got scared. I said, God, oh God, that's not a headache. Amen. That's not a headache. And she came forward, but I was believing. I was already believing. And my flesh and my spirit were fighting. And I put my hand on that boy's throat. And the teenagers were all around me. And they began to pray and speak in tongues. And just bind that devil in sickness. And God is my witness. That softball-sized ball disappeared in my hand and her, his throat went back to total normal absolutely no tumor no no growth in his throat right in my hands amen and that was the first real miracle i'd seen miracles the first one i'd ever seen through my own hand and how many know it was not me but it was jesus through me and we can all be used in healing amen and i don't want to go off on another message there but that night god moved in such a tremendous way and all of a sudden, once that boy got healed, they lined up all the way. All of a sudden, there was a bunch of sick people. Amen? They weren't sick before, but all of a sudden, they were sick now. How many know they were sick before? But they didn't have faith. And they needed a miracle to happen so they could see it, and, and their faith rose. And that's why we sing songs like this. You know, I didn't tell them what I was preaching on. It always blows me away. What a great song. How, how the Holy Spirit ties everything together that I was going to preach on healing this morning. And so we, we began to continue to minister, and all of a sudden they're lined up all the way back to the back of the church. I don't know how long we prayed, but every person that came forward got healed. 
healed, 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 until there was nobody left to pray for. And then that wasn't it. It wasn't over. God was moving. And the reason I used it, I've seen lots of miracles. I've seen miracles for 27 years, so many that I can't even remember them all. But the reason I remember this so vividly is there was such an anointing and such a power and such a faith in those teenagers and in myself and in that church that God began to go outside of the church. And that same grandma came up to me. She says, I've got a sister who's laying in bed and hasn't moved for months. Will you pray for her? And so we said, let's go. We got in our cars and we drove to that house. And I'm not not a person who has visions. I wish I had more visions. But I had probably, I think as far as I know, the only vision I've ever had that was like a really vivid vision. And as we're driving to this house, I saw that woman in her room, on her bed, flat, laying down. and, And God said, when you walk in that room, she will stand up. And she will begin to jump and be healed. So we got to the house, and I got out, and my sister was in another car. She was probably 14 years old. She ran over to me all excited. She said, Blake, Blake, I just had a vision. And I said, guess what she said? The same thing I saw in my vision in a different car. She said, I see that woman getting off that bed. And she said, all we got to do is walk in the room, and she's going to stand up. Sure enough, we got in that house. We walked through the hall, back to the back of the house. And as soon as we walked in the door, I had not even, we hadn't even prayed for her. Boom! She shot up out of that bed, older woman, and began to jump up and down in that house. Church, we began to go from house to house that night and pray for Then all of a sudden, they knew somebody else that was sick. And God is my witness. It was one of the most amazing nights I've ever seen in my life. We got to a place they have nobody else that they knew of that was sick. But there was such a faith and such an anointing that I believe if we could have found another house and another house, we might have prayed all the way into the next morning. God is a God who heals. Can somebody say amen? Does anybody believe that in this place this morning? If we don't believe that, then what are we doing here? God is a God who heals. I want to talk about healing this morning. And I want, I want us to read 2 Chronicles chapter 7. If you get, get your Bibles out, get your notebooks out. And I want to read this verse that I preached on Wednesday. And I want to continue off of this because we were talking about prayer Wednesday. And, and the next part is, he says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, He says, then I will hear from heaven. I will hear from heaven. How awesome is it to know that God will hear us from heaven? And he says, and will forgive their sin. And watch this. What? Heal their land. I want you to know this morning that God wants to heal us. He wants our nation to be healed. He wants our families to be healed. He wants everything in our lives to be healed. And and he has an ear that is attentive. He is watching and looking for just a place where he can do a miracle. And watch what this next two verses says. For, go back to 15, sorry. Um, for now my eyes, this is God saying, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer made in this place. This place. Come on, somebody say this place. This one right here. Amen. And he says in verse 16, for now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name the name of Jesus will be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually so we don't need to just believe for a miracle today we're a church that believes for miracles every service every time we come in you realize when we get somebody get up here to pray we're not just going through a ritual we're not just saying well it's time to pray we believe that when we pray at that moment someone's going to get healed 
Someone's going to get, and we don't even have to lay our hands on them. It doesn't have to be a specific prayer, but there's healing in this house. There's miracle power in this place. How many believe that this morning? And so there's a physical healing that a lot of us need. How many know physical healing is important? How many know it feels good to feel good? It feels good to feel good and not feel sick and not be hurting and not have ulcers and back pain and headaches and all these different things. And so God wants to physically heal us this morning. He wants to do a great work in us. But he wants to do beyond just physically healing us. There's some areas that I want to talk about this morning that I believe God wants to heal us in. And I'm going to go back over them in a second. He wants to heal us physically. He wants to heal our minds. He wants to heal our relationships. He wants to heal our finances. And he wants to, more than anything, heal our past. He wants to heal our past. And so I want to go over these with some scriptures And I want you to understand and believe this morning that in this place right now, in this house, the power that you need in your life to see God do a miracle is here. It's here. There's nothing nothing that needs to be done except you to believe. All throughout the Bible, you realize there's hundreds and hundreds of scriptures on healing in the Bible. And what happens is, though, is sometimes you might be here, if you've been in this church very long, this isn't your first service you've heard on healing. You may have come forward for healing. You may have come forward for God to do something in a certain area that we're going to talk about in your life, and it hasn't happened yet. So what are you going to do? Quit? You're going to keep believing. You're going to keep praying. You're going to keep contending. Because God's Word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. He's not going to change. He's going to do what He's going to do. And if the miracle's not happening, it's us that needs to believe. It's not a shortage of His power. It's a shortage of our belief. And that's why I tell a testimony like I did about that healing. And that's why God began to move because all of a sudden they saw with their eyes a physical miracle that nobody can deny. He didn't swallow that thing. It was already in His throat. It was a miracle. And nobody could ever tell me, you know what, if, God, if I never saw a miracle again in my life, n- nobody can tell me God doesn't heal. If that was the only miracle I'd ever seen in my life, nobody can tell me God can't heal. But I've seen hundreds and thousands of miracles, but I'm not done seeing him. Can somebody say amen? I want to see more. I want to see some this morning. I'm going to see some this morning. There's going to be some miracles in this service. There's going to be some healings in this service. There's going to be some deliverance in this service. There's going to be some decisions made in this service. Whether you believe it or not, I'm going to believe for you. You know, God says, I don't have this in the notes, but in 3 John uh, verse 2, he says, I desire, listen to this, he says, I desire and pray that you would prosper in all things. All things. And he says, and, and be in health just as your soul prospers. Amen? Now when you think about health, listen, I'm going to hit a nerve here for a second. And when you think about health, how many know a lot of the health problems we have have to do with us? How we eat and what we, how we don't exercise and, and, and different things like that. I'm not trying to go off on a different message, but it's funny how a lot of times we're, we're not healthy but we're not helping ourselves either. Every single one of us have got some things we need to chill on. Amen? I was hanging out with my dad yesterday, and he's lost tons of weight, and he takes care of himself. But 
over the last like three years since he had you know his weight loss and everything he's gained back about 10 pounds and that's a lot for him he doesn't even like that and and and, and I go well, he goes I know what I got to do to get that 10 off and I said what he said stop eating frozen grapes yeah he loves frozen grapes he's watching right now he told me yesterday he says like ice cream so now I got something else I want to try and he goes, but there's all that sugar in. I said, but it's God's syrup. It's God's sugar, amen, because they're real, real frozen grapes. But get, how many get what I'm saying? There's, there's things we make decisions on, and that goes along the line with everything we're going to talk about. God has the power to heal, but he needs us to align up with his word. So number one, I want to talk about these things. Number one, I want to talk about God healing your mind. Now, you might be here, and you need a back healing, a uh, my wife needs a back healing. She needs a healing in her back. She, she's going to get healed this morning, I believe, in Jesus' name. Amen? Landon needs to be healed in his foot. There's, Harold needs to be healed of, 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 of whatever he has at his house. Uh, there's people here that have physical ailments right now. You need a healing. I believe you're going to leave healed. Amen? But be, beyond the he, physical healing, we need mental healing. Some of us in here this morning, some of you that are listening to me right now, you need a healing in your mind. You need to stop having nightmares. You need to stop uh, thinking the way you think. You need to stop being fearful. You need, to st- you need those, those suicidal thoughts to be gone, those depression thoughts to be gone, those I'm not good enough thoughts to be gone, those confused thoughts to be gone. Oh, it got quiet in here. I must be speaking to somebody because when you're speaking to somebody else, we say amen. Amen? When it's like, hey, that was for them. Amen, brother. All of a sudden, it got quiet in here. Hey, we got a bunch of mental people in here, don't we? How many know we got some mental problems? We have mental problems. And a lot of them are brought on ourselves. What we watch and what we believe. And, 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 and I don't want to get ahead of myself to the last part of the past. We can't let go of the past. All this stuff ties together. But I want you to know this morning that God wants your thoughts to change. And he wants, I want you to look at Philipp, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And each one of these, I'm going to go over them quickly, these four areas outside of physical healing, I could give you 50 verses for each one. Easy. Because before I read this, I want to remind you again, it is God's will to heal. It's his will. It is not his will for us to be sick. It is not his will for us to have mental problems and depression and suicide and thoughts and all. It's not his will. His will is to heal. And so from Genesis to Revelation, hundreds of verses, heal, 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 heal. And I want you to watch something. It says, and the peace of God. That, that is what, you, if you have mental stuff going on, if you don't have peace this morning, God wants you to have peace that surpasses all understanding. That means that does not come from money. It does not come from relationships. It does not come from, it comes from God. Peace that surpasses all understanding how many real people do i have in here this morning that have been through some real things and there's been times in your life when there's absolutely no way you should have peace but you have peace it's peace that passes all understanding you said it doesn't even make sense how am i peaceful right now when all hell's breaking loose because god gives a peace that passes all understanding he heals your mind it says he'll guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. And another part of that verse says that whatever we think about, we need to think about good things, pure things, honest things. And when, we're, when our minds are on those things, then we're going to have the peace of God. 
Amen. We need mental healing. Okay? I'm staying here for a second because we, we need mental healing. We need, we need our minds and our thoughts to line up with God's word. And you need to read God's word. And, and, and th- those thoughts that come in, the Bible says we have to take them captive. You have to catch them. And say, I'm not thinking that way anymore. That's not, that's not the mind of God. That's not the mind of Christ. That's not the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. So I believe if you're here this morning and you're battling mind things and, the, and your mind is running and you can't sleep and you're, you're dealing with depression and all these things, you're going to be healed this morning of those mind problems. Number two, there's people that need to be healed of their relationships. Relationships. Marriages, family members, thing, things, cousins, brothers, sisters, moms, dads, relationships that are, that are hurt. Now, listen, there's, there, there, it, it may be a fact, church, that there are some things that they may never work out, but you keep trying. Hello? You keep trying. It may never work out. It may, you may never see the resolve, but you keep trying. Let's look at what this word, word says in Colossians Chapter 3, and I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. It says, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves. That means put on with tender-hearted mercy, and kindness, and humility, and gentleness, and patience. How many know that we have to put on those things if we're going to have godly relationships? If our, if our relationships are going to be healed, we've got to stop worrying about what the other person's doing and start worrying about what I'm doing in the relationship. Amen? And watch what it goes on to say. Make allowance for other people's faults. How many in here have never messed up? I want to see if there's anybody in here that's never made a mistake. Got any perfect people in here? No, I didn't think I'd see a hand. Amen? No perfect people. So when we make mistakes, the New Living Translation says, make allowance for that. Understand that you make mistakes too. And he says, forgive some of the people who, for, who offend you. Forgive the ones who are easy to, to forgive. What does it say? Anyone who what? Offends you. Why? Because the Lord forgave you and me. Remember, the Lord forgave you. And so he says, if you feel like it and it sounds good to you, you must forgive others. That's what it says, isn't it? That's the new living flesh translation. Amen. The NLFT. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And look what 14 says. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. God can heal your marriage. God can heal your relationships. God can heal whatever it is you need to be healed this morning, if you'll just believe. I, I got somebody there that'll believe. I told the 11 o'clock service, that, or the 9 o'clock service, that somebody in the 11 o'clock service was going to believe. So there it was. Number three, he'll heal your finances. You know why finances are important? Because you can't live without them. Hard as we could try. We need, we need healing in our finances, amen? And, and God is a God this morning. This is the amazing thing. This goes back to what I've said with the first couple things, with your healing of your body, 
healing of relationships. You have to be involved. You have to do something. So obviously with, with finances, I can't cry out to God and say, Lord, fix my finances if I'm not in covenant with him. So, and I know so many, I can't say all because I don't know all, but so many of you in here this morning have learned to be covenant tithers and to be faithful with your finances and to trust God. And God is blessed and God has opened up doors and God has provided. But if you haven't done that yet, don't waste your time crying out to God for help with your money if you won't trust God with yours. You have to do that, right? But if you do that, if you have faith to trust God, he will heal your finances. Look what the Bible says here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. Now, here's the problem. You've probably heard this verse. And you know what we do a lot of times if we hear a verse we've already heard? We go, oh, I've heard that before. Yeah. You know why you've heard it before? Because it's a good verse. The reason you hear something a lot is because it's good and it works. And here's a promise. My God will supply some of my needs. Has anybody seen a silver lining through this message that the word A-L-L is there a lot? God is a God of completion. God doesn't heal 75%. God doesn't restore 75%. God doesn't bless 75%. God is a God of completion, and he wants to heal all of you, and he wants to heal all of your problems, and he wants to heal all of your situations. He wants to heal all of your mind, all of your body, all of your relationships, all of it. Because he has all the riches in the world that we, that we need. And you know what? God does the little things. Last week, our, our, our gate got broke on our, 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 our house. The, the uh, motor came off the pole. It got pulled off. And so I needed to go fix it. I needed these two L pieces of metal to fix it. And, and, I, and I went to... Bridgeport Supply, and I went to Lowe's, and I went to Tractor Supply, and I went to all the stores I could try to go to, and I couldn't find anything, and no one had it. And so I thought, okay, I'm not going to be able to fix my gate. So I'm driving home, and I'm almost home to the street that I turn on to go home about 10 minutes away. See, where I, out where I live, almost home is 10 minutes. <laughs> For some of y'all, your drive is 10 minutes. And so I get to the turn, and the Holy Spirit says, Google Metal Shop. I grabbed my phone and Googled it. And instead of taking a right, my phone said take a left. So I went down that road about a quarter of a mile and started driving. I couldn't find the sign of the metal shop. So I almost was going to give up and go home. And all of a sudden I looked back and it was back off the road. So I went back to that metal shop. And I walked in with the torn up pieces of metal. And I, and, and I asked the guy, do you have this? And, he, and, and I'm looking around. And I'm, as I'm asking, I'm thinking he's not going to have it because everything in there was different. It's just a bunch of long steel and stuff. And so he goes, let me go ask my boss. So he goes and outside, and his boss and him are coming back in, and he walks in, and he goes, man, somebody sure tore the bleepity bleep off this thing, didn't they? And I'm like, yes, thank you, Captain Obvious, for, for, for affirming that I, my gate's really jacked up. Do you have this? And he goes, you know what, like, follow me. And so he goes into this room, and I hear this moving around of stuff, and he comes back with both pieces brand new in this, in this room. And, he go, and, I, and I said, what? And he, and he goes, and I said, how much? He says, no, it's on me. And just gave them to me. But see, beyond the fact that I saved money and beyond the fact that I found what I was looking for, that's the coin in the fish's mouth. We, we hear the story that, that, that Peter's supposed to go find a coin in the fish's mouth, and in your mind this morning, you go, that can't be possible. That's not real. That's, a, that's made up. That's fake. 
Yes, it is real. Because I went into a, 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 a room where they had, didn't have what I needed, and the guy went in there and grabbed the coin in the fish's mouth for me and gave me two brand new pieces of metal that I need that I couldn't find in any stores. And it was a lot more fun besides saving the money to be able to see him pull that out of a room for me because God says, I've got all your needs according to my riches in Christ Jesus. Amen. All your needs, everything you need, God has. You need those bills paid. You need breakthrough. You need financial this, financial, whatever you need, God has it. And he'll supply it. The last one, probably the most important one. A lot of us need healings from our past. From our past. Amen? Do you know there's a reason why the rearview mirror in your car is small? And the big old glass in front of you is big? Because you're supposed to look forward. And I'm telling you, without a doubt in my mind this morning, a lot of you are not walking in victory this morning because you cannot get over your past. You cannot let go of the mistakes you've made. You can't forget them. The devil reminds you of them. He brings them up. He tells you all the time. And you live in your past. Listen to me this morning. God wants to heal you, and he wants to bring you out of your past into a new beginning. He wants to tell you that's over. It's gone. It's under the blood. It's gone in Jesus' name. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, there is now no condemnation. To those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. Not some. No condemnation. You know what that means? You have to believe what I'm telling you from this word. It means whatever you did is gone. You remember it, but God doesn't. It says, to those who are in Christ Jesus, who, and this is where our part comes in, who walk according, not to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. I just can't get over it. Well, it's because you keep walking in the past. I just can't get victory because what, you keep walking in the past. Your past has no future. You cannot go where God wants you to go because you keep looking back. Get over your past, church. The Bible says, as a matter of fact, that our sins, and, 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 I, and, I, and I just realized right now as the message is almost over that I forgot my most main scripture. I skipped it. Go to Psalms 103. Because I'm looking at my notes right now, and I'm like, where is that scripture at? And I haven't read it yet. I got so excited about healings that I forgot the main verses. The devil's a liar. It's supposed to get better on the second service. Whew. Watch this. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all, watch, say with all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Watch this. Forget not, leave this verse up here for a second. Forget not all of his benefits. I asked in the first service, but I'm not asking this one. But how many like benefits? You don't have to raise your hand. When you go look for a job, sometimes, sometimes the pay is not as important as the benefits. Right? If you've got good health insurance, you've got, you know, good whatever, benefits, retirement, whatever. When you get saved, church, you don't just get your sins forgiven. You get benefits like healing, like deliverance, and joy, and peace, and supply. You get, a, you get into a covenant with the king. So we have benefits. Let's look what this goes on to say. And, and who forgives 
all of, there it is. That, that, that's why I realized earlier when I said the word all, I hadn't said it too much yet. Because I hadn't read this yet. He forgives all your iniquities. Tell the person next to you, all means everything. Did you get that? That means that thing you just thought of that you, that you think doesn't include there. Yeah, that too. Because some of you just went, yeah, but. But that one thing, all your iniquities. And then he heals some of your diseases. So how many see right there that he, his will, his desire, his plan, his power is to heal all your diseases and to forgive all your sins? And so if all my diseases aren't healed and all my sins aren't forgiven, whose fault is it? Not God's. i got to line up with his word because his word says he'll forgive all my iniquities and heal all my diseases. Watch what it keeps saying. Verse 4. Who redeems your life from destruction. Has anybody in here been redeemed from destruction? Does anybody realize the path that you were on before Jesus met you? Oh, nice golf clap. That was a nice putt. Nice golf clap. If I'd have just told you when you get to 3, three o'clock this afternoon, a million dollars is going to be in your bank account, you ought to have got up and done flip-flops. You, you got excited and shouted and all kinds of things. But I just told you you got redeemed from destruction. Oh, praise the Lord. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. Watch this. Stay with me. This is good stuff. The Lord is merciful and gracious, quick to anger, slow in, in mercy. What does it say? Slow to anger, abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. Thank God for that. He has not dealt with us. Oh, that's good. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, because we know where we'd be. Nor has punished us due, due to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. And last verse, here it is. This is what I was supposed to reference right now in the end. As far as the east is from the west so has he removed the transgressions from us. As far as the east is from the west. Amen. Your sins are forgotten. Your sins are gone. They're forgiven. Get over your past. Musicians, you can begin to come. Get over your past. You know, if you look at all these, they all kind of work together. Some of you have got past financial problems and past relationship problems and past health problems and past this and past that, and we just live in the past. You know what the greatest thing about the gospel is? If someone was to ask me, what's the number one most amazing thing about serving God? I would tell them it's this that I'm going to tell you right now that you can have right this second. That's better than a million dollars. That no matter how you came in here this morning, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've thought, no matter the mistakes you've made, you can make a decision right this second and your life can change now, today. And everything you've ever done is going to be in the past. And you're going to be a new creation and all the old things are going to be gone and everything is going to be made new.
That's the gospel. Amen. That's the gospel. And whether you get excited about it or not, it excites me. Because I'm thankful that I am a new creation this morning. And put that last verse up, Chris, if you would, in New Living Translation, 2 Corinthians 5.17. This means anyone that belongs to Christ is a new person. So if, if that's what the Bible says, then why do we keep living in the past? Oh, I don't know. It's just all I know. Well, stop. Well, because the devil comes. Stop. Who are you listening to this morning? You're listening to God or you're listening to the devil? Whose report will you believe about your marriage? Whose report will you believe about your finances? Whose report will you believe about your physical body? If, if the doctor told you, Ruth, does he heal of cancer? He heals of cancer, doesn't he? You get, a, you get, a, you get a, a news from the doctor that you have cancer? Are you going to believe that, that you have cancer, or are you going to believe that God can heal you? What are you going to believe? You have to believe the report of the Lord. Because like Pastor Mario was saying at prayer, and like I was talking to David between services, and I'm re-quoting Sunday or Wednesday's thing, God has a thousand ways to do things when we feel like there's none. Do you realize that? And a thousand is just a number because it's way more than that. You're saying right now, I don't know how God's going to get me. I don't know how God could. I don't think God, I don't think this, I don't think that. You don't know this, man, this situation. God has a million ways to do something this morning when you think there's no way. Oh, we sing that song, we make a miracle work, but we don't believe it. Do we believe it? Do we believe it or do we just sing it? What would happen if we'd begin to believe it? That when we say way maker, miracle worker, we actually believe he's a way maker. We actually believe he can change my past. We actually believe he can heal my relationships. We actually believe he can erase debt. We actually believe he can have the coin in the fish's mouth. We actually believe he can heal my mind of depression and suicidal thoughts and bad things. We actually believe it. That's all God's looking for this morning. The only thing that's keeping every single one of you from leaving whole this morning is doubt. And we're going to bind that right now. And we're going to pray for healing this morning. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that the spirit of doubt is destroyed. And there's no place for doubt here. There's no platform for doubt. There's no arena for doubt. In this place this morning, this is an arena of faith. This is an arena of belief. Because your word says it, we believe it. And we declare healing this morning. And by the time we walk out of this place, there's going to be miracle after miracle after miracle, physical, marital, relational, financial, uh, mental God. Our, our past is going to be healed, and we're going to be a new creation this morning, Father, in the name of Jesus. As you're praying with me right now, check your heart. As you're watching online, check your heart. Are you saved? Do you know Jesus? Have you been born again? If you give your life to Jesus, He'll make you a new creation. He'll give you a, a fresh start, a new beginning. He'll write down your name in that book of life, and today will be the beginning of the beginning of your life. New beginning. And you'll begin to line up your thoughts 
and your finances and your relationships and your future on the word of God and not on what you think. How many in this place could say, Pastor, I'm not saved. I need, I need you to pray with me this morning. I need Jesus to come into my life. I need to be born again. Just lift your hand up and put it right back down all over this place. All over. That's me. I need Jesus. Amen. I need Jesus. I'm a sinner. Maybe you're here and you've been to 50 church services, but you've never said that prayer. Maybe you've said that prayer, but you aren't living it. You don't believe it. You're, not, you're, you're doubting. Your life is the opposite of what you should be doing today. You're living in sin. Sin's got the best of you. You need to repent today and get back to Jesus. If that's you, today's your day. Make that decision. Well, I've messed up, and I'm just here because I, I don't know. I'm just trying. Well, that's good you're here. You made the right decision by coming. Just by coming, that was an exercise of faith. If you're watching online, God's speaking to you right now. If you're listening on the podcast, He's speaking to you right now. Today's your day. I want you to stand to your feet this morning, and I want everybody to say this prayer after me. I want you to repeat this with me, and we're going to do it for everyone here, but we're going to do it for those that are watching online and listening online as well. Because the most important healing that we need is healing of our soul, forgiveness of our sins. Would you, would you all say this with me? And for those that are watching, just, just say this sinner's prayer and mean it from your heart and God will do a work. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you this morning as a sinner and I admit that and I need a Savior. I believe your word. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And then you defeated death when you rose from the grave. Jesus, would you wash me clean with your blood? I believe this morning that I'll be a new creation. That all my sins will be forgotten as far as the east is from the west. Jesus, I make you Lord and Master and Savior of my life. My faith is totally in who you are. Thank you, Jesus for saving me. I give you my life this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And as we stay in this attitude of prayer, we're going to pray this morning for healing. We're going we're gonna to go off of line right now and allow this to just to be us this morning. If, and if they're online, they can pray at their homes. But I, I, I believe without a doubt there's going to be some healing here this morning. And I believe without a doubt that every person could be healed if you'll just believe. If you'll just believe. Well, I've prayed ten times for that before. You know, Naaman had to dip seven times in the river to get his healing. Even Jesus prayed for a person one time that was blind. Jesus himself, God. And he said, what do you see? And he said, I see people like trees. So he got a half healing. Does that mean God was done? No, it means that that guy had to ask again. It means there was unbelief there and he had to pray again. You're going to quit? You're going to give up? You're going to say, well, it's just not God's will to heal me. Don't listen to the devil. He's a liar. It is God's will to heal you. It is God's will to restore you. It is God's will for your physical body to be good, your mind to be good, for your spirit to be good. It is God's will for you to walk in victory this morning. Don't settle for anything less. Do you know what? All of us are ministers in this place.
And God wants us to preach the gospel to other people. But the only way we can preach that gospel to other people is if we get our healing first. Because I can't give to you what I don't have. I can't tell you, Michael, forgive that person that's done you wrong if I don't forgive. Because it's going to bounce right back at me. But if I'm forgiving, then I can with authority say, you need to forgive. And there's some people in here that need to forgive. Really forgive. And really let go. And really forget. Say, God, help me. I'm speaking from experience. I've had, I've had hatred in my heart. Even in the ministry, I've had hatred in my heart. And God's healed me of it. And that hatred's gone. And, and, and when that person comes around, those feelings don't come up. Family members. I mean, no, those are the tough ones. Because you might leave the church and I'll never see you again, but you can see your family again. Amen? Healing. As we sing, I want you this morning, maybe you're one of those people that <clears throat> thinks that if you come out of, the, out of your seat to the altar, something really bad's going to happen. And you've never stepped out. I want to challenge you this morning to step out and come if you need healing because every time there was a healing in the Bible, there was an act of faith first. That grandmother in Mexico, her grandson got that healing because she grabbed her grandson's hand and walked. And every, you know what? Every step that she took, I believe that thing was going down with every step she took because she believed that God was going to heal her grandson. And so I want you to believe this morning if you need mental. I said in the first service, I don't think I said in this, you might have every check box checked just now. Yeah, I need physical, mental, financial, relational, and you might have added five. You might have kept on going down the list in your notebook. God can heal you of all of it. How many believe that this morning? Healings, healings. Church, we have to believe for healings. What's going what's gonna to help us see a revival is when we can tell people, I've seen miracles, and I am a miracle. So as we begin to sing this song, whatever it is you need, we're going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you this morning. Pastor Mario is going to pray for you. We're going we're gonna to pray for you. I'm going to put my mask on, so don't worry. We're going to pray for you. I'm going to agree with you. But I want you to begin to come as we begin to sing. And as you come, I believe God's going to be work, begin to work in your situation this morning. Amen.